everybody. Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crypt review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostest, and today's episode is season five, episode four, Food for Thought. Today I have special guest host, Sharisa back. Hi, Sharisa. Hi, Melissa. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun episode. It's a weird episode. Awkward. Yeah. So. Is the word. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired October 6th, 1993. It was directed by Rodman Flinder, who also directed movies like Leprechaun 2. The screenplay was by Larry Wilson, and it stars Ernie Hudson from movies like Ghostbusters, Joan Chen from TV's Twin Peaks, John Laughlin from movies like The Rock, Phil Fondacaro from movies like Ghoulies 2 and many others. He's in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And then the Siamese twins, Catherine Howell and Margaret Howell. Catherine's from movies like The Zodiac and Margaret's from movies like Tightrope. Charissa said she noticed Doug Jones is in this episode. Now I'm interested as we play it in the background here to find him. He's the contortionist. Of course so. he is. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, a, he's awesome. I mean, what better way to use the gifts of how movable your body is to be like you know like that, that's, I, I do always like that in like horror movies different I like creature features and stuff and mm-hmm. so when you find someone who is real bendy or something and they they use that they can properly bring to life your idea of how these monsters should move yeah and very creepily in fact well like I don't it, it wasn't Doug Jones who, who did this one I don't think but um, have you seen Silent Hill yeah okay you know the creature in the bathroom that came off the toilet. Yes. I saw the special features on that That thing one. was freaky. It was. And that guy, I think he also did the uh, pyramid head. Okay, yeah. I think. May, don't quote me on that. That, and uh, he may have even did the one that spit the acid in the beginning. The one with the... I think, yeah. Though some of that might have been CGI. A little. No, that one, they just like bound him like in a yeah, straight jacket right. type thing. Yeah, because I thought about... The great always... children was creepy. Yeah. That one freaked me out. Yeah, they were all right. But I've always wanted to be Pyramid Head for Halloween. I just never got around to doing it. I did see a costume a, a woman did to do, like, a lady Pyramid Head that was pretty cool. Eh. I mean, it wasn't, like, super feminine, but, I mean, like, she had yeah. it built a little more to where it was, like, it's not like she had heels or anything. Yeah. But um, but I also considered doing the acid spitter, and I thought about, like, if you get, like, a sweatshirt and you tie your hands behind your back and you can stick your hands in and have, like, a squirter thing, and then... That would be really cool, but then I think... You would have to have your arms more behind you rather than just kind of tied behind you. Well, you could to tie keep the line. But you could tie like the black sweatshirt and stick your hands inside to where you have the squirter, oh, and then okay. you put the hood over and like close it. Oh, yeah, and then that you could actually walk. would be uh, would be kind of cool. It's they're they're neat characters. I love that movie. I love oh, yeah. Silent Hill. They put um, a lot of thought into it. As much people gave it shit for not, you know, following the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, did, <laughs> for all the games. Yeah. It was interesting in its own right. Yeah, and then if you go back and, like, I, I've gone through and looked through, like, the lore of the movie and just, like, the backstories for all the characters mm-hmm. and the reason, the way that they correlate with this this girl's pain and everything that happened to her and things like that, it's kind of crazy. If you haven't seen Silent Hill, uh, check it out. And if you don't like it, then that's okay. That's mm-hmm. fine, because I still love it, so. Yeah. Everybody has their preferences. Everyone has... Mine is supernatural horror. Yeah. And I know yours is creature features. I do like creature features. I do like psychological. I like, um, I love end of the world stuff. I don't, not really my thing. Uh, see, epidemic, contagious, oh my gosh, everyone's gonna die. <laughs> like that stuff kind of, even the other day, I was having a tough day at work 
And I got home and I was like, I just want to throw something on that I can just mindlessly have in the background. And I threw on the crazies about people getting like contaminated from this government thing, yeah. just killing people with pitchforks. See, my throw on in the background is always Stephen King. God, that really narrows it down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, is it Christine? Rose Red. Oh, Rose Red. I love Rose Red. I don't know if I've seen that one. Really? Yeah. It's just really long. It's on two DVDs. So. A lot of them are. Yeah. But yeah. I love that one. I have to uh, check Of course, one not out. the beginning. I skip. When they actually get to the house, that's the good stuff. Okay. How long does it take them to get to the house? Halfway through the first DVD. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll have to check that out. So, back to season five, episode four. <laughs> Food for thought, I'm going to go ahead here and read the information on the back of the box about this episode. A domineering carny mind reader can taste his lovely assistant's thought. Mm. Uh Didn't know they were going to say that. Hang on a second. I got to say that again. We'll get to why that's squeamy. A domineering carny mind reader can taste his lovely assistant's thoughts, but he'll have death for dessert. (laughs) And we're back at the carnival. Which is always fun. Usually, uh, almost, I think almost every season usually has a carnival episode. Uh, they try to go there. Like, they, um, first season was Dig That Cat. Uh, second oh, yeah. second season was Lower Birth. I remember Lower Birth. Um, I know I'm missing something. I know they go back, I think, again, too. I like a carnival. I like a freak show. I do. I just, when they were going through the shot where, you know, it's all these different people, it, it's pretty stereotypical. It's nothing too interesting. You know, well, I would yeah. like a little something extra. Like a turtle boy or something. I don't know. Something different you've never seen before. What's the point of going to a freak show or otherwise? True. I don't know. I went to one recently. Oh, that's right. You did go there. And uh, it was a bit of a letdown. Oh, really? Just the normal stuff? It was more the way that they set it up. Their practice of how they did the show wasn't super great. Uh, they did have some really good stuff. There was a fire breather that was amazing. Like, Ooh. she did some really cool stuff. I've never actually seen a fire breather live. Yeah, it was Unless cool. it's been at one of the many uh, Ren Fairs we've oh, been yeah. to. But I don't remember. This one, she was more on stage and they shut, like, the lights off and stuff. So it was, like, real, like, vibrant. It was cool. So you could see everything. Yeah. I guess the best that I've ever... <laughs> the only one that I can think of seeing is uh, Mad Boy Koi. Does that, that remember? You've been to the Ren Fair, too. I don't know people's names. He's the, he's the one who also did the contortionist. He did, like, the balancing. The short one. That had the big gauges? I don't know. I might know him. I don't know. Yeah. I just remember the one guy with all the belly dancers who did the stick flame thing. Oh, yeah. That guy was kind of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was a bit of a cutie. Way too young for me. He was a bit young. (laughs) He was a little too young. So this episode opens up. The Crypt Keeper is a dentist. Uh. He has a patient tied down with his jaw strapped down, which is a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, we were just talking about getting dental stuff done, and yeah. it's the cringiest thing for me. Getting uh, teeth work. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that there is, like, I when I had mine done recently, I didn't feel pain. I'm glad about yeah. that, because long time ago, I'd been like, you know what, I guess I'm just stuck with this crap tooth or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. So the episode's opening, you got uh, Phil Fondacaro, he's playing a little accordion, and they're just bringing in the credits. They're bringing in, they're showing the gorilla. Her name is uh, Nabonga. Is that what it was? Yeah, Nabonga. So they got that. They got just all the little oddities and things of people. You got the dancers. You know, they're on oh, their top list. Didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. They're top list. You got the clowns. People, you got the strong man because he's got that mustache. Usually that's what that means. I mean, they're really hitting all of it. Yeah. And I always like too. like, I love the old, um, like the old trailers and stuff that they all live in. The little cabooses and things mm. that they always hook together. I think they're so, they're really neat. Um, I mean, maybe this isn't in the 90s. They look at least a little older. 
Yeah, everything is pretty older style. Like, I was thinking maybe 40s, yeah, 50s. That's true. Maybe it isn't the, the 90s. But I always love these things. Like, have you like in like in the show Carnival, they had those a lot where they're like real jeweled and decorated things that they lived in. So very popular carnival, though. So. Yes. Yeah, this one's a little more shabby looking. So it's cutting to uh, Joan Chin, and she's playing a character named Connie. And Connie is married to the um, guy Zambini, played by Ernie Hudson. And he's like a, a telepath or like a, a mind reader kind of thing. Mind reader, but he also has the ability to control people. Psychokinesis, but I don't know that that's exactly the same. But I don't think he can really like make her make her. It's not like Carrie, where he can like force her yeah but i mean it's it's pretty close but he's pretty manipulative and they're married and she's in her trailer and she's joan chin played josie in twin peaks Mm -hmm. and she's so good at looking forlorn and sad and miserable all the time and like a delicate flower she just great a (laughs) yeah definitely and they're hanging out in their old uh, little house little um house on wheels and this guy likes to be a huge chef considering they're in this tiny little place He's got like raw meat and all kinds of stuff he's just cutting up. Ernie Hudson is definitely different in this than he was in Ghostbusters. Making his food up and she's like, you're so obsessed with food all the time. And his his face makeup is something else. Definitely. I. It's not as stylized as I would like, but I mean, she explains later on why he does it. I mean, right now it looks pretty bad. Like he looks like he's melting, like he's had a rough day, but he's also been over a flaming hot cast iron pan or whatever. So maybe it's melting, but it's just like the bottom half is all red and then his nose and his eyes are white. And then he's got like a, almost looks like raccoon kind of butterfly kind of things around his eyes. Looks like spectacles, like giant spectacles with gold lenses. With gold inside. Yeah. And he's very angry in this one and everything is about food. Like he's even saying that he wants... Her mind is the morsel he he craves, and he gets real gross with all of it. At one point, he's, like, forcing her. Yeah, he's looking really rough. I'm assuming it's been a very long day. And she's just, like, she can't eat. She's just fanning herself in her nightgown and her kimono. She's like, I just can't. She's so tired of him. He wants her to, to learn how to send her thoughts to him, like, because they're an act together. Mm-hmm. So they do an act to where, like... You know, they'll send thoughts and she can look at something, which they'll show later. She can look at something that someone has and send it to him. And he'll be like, oh, I know, you know, what Bible passage that is or whatever. You know, and people are like... he's the one who sends it to her. He sends it to her? Yeah, he forces it into her mind and then she verbalizes it because she's blindfolded. That's right. Okay, yeah, that's why he's... Okay, my bad. That's why he's so into her trying to send it back. Yeah. Because I think you'd like to do it both ways. And she just can't. No. And it's hurting her head. <laughs> That's not, this is not, you know, her ability. It's his. I don't know why he expects her to be able to do it as well. In a way, he says, like, he saved her. Like, she, maybe she didn't know how, because she could actually accept his thoughts. I don't think a lot of people can. So the fact that he found someone who could read back with how, what, how he was sending thoughts and their, his powers played into her powers in a way of being able to receive those thoughts. Yeah. So then they got to be able to work out this act together. Yeah. But Receiver, she, not broadcaster, though. Yeah. She's like, I can only do ways. so much. And he's just eating and drinking brandy, with like pouring the brandy on the chicken or the pork or whatever he's eating, eating with his hands. He's just real sloppy. And as you find out, like, with the brandy and stuff, he has an alcohol problem. That's oh, yeah. part of some of this of why he does what he does. And so after he's not even done eating his food yet, he's still like, ha, 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 it's in his mouth. He says he would like his special dessert, his very special dessert. Damn it, honey. You gotta teach me how to read your mind. You hear me? 
Chet. I don't know how to send you my thoughts. No, you know how to. Problem is, you just don't want to. Remember how it was when I found you? Living in the middle of nowhere, poor, pathetic. And this is better. A lot, you know. Hmm. Hmm. It's good. Could use a bit more brandy, yes. My mother. She should make a, a roast pig that tasted like this. I still dream of it. Yeah. Oh, but you can't leave now. Dambini wants his dessert. His very special dessert. The kind that only Connie can give. Both of us. It gave us cringes. Yeah. The entire <laughs> scene is awkward. Very well done. Yeah. But that's why it's so awkward. She's trapped in this relationship and he's just gross. And basically special dessert, of course, is sex. Yeah. Um, he's literally mind-fucking her, is what he's doing. And I I watched this separately from Charissa, and even I was like, did you get a weird feeling when he said that? And she was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're on the same page then, because it was, was very uncomfortable. Cringing the entire time, just, uh, I don't know about this. And she's just like, not tonight. And he's like, yeah, every night. But this whole time while he's licking the plate all nasty, he's like licking the plate, but he's talking to her in his mind the whole time. He's all like, you can't deny me. I'm all touching you and stuff. <laughs> she doesn't look like she likes it, but he's just saying what he's doing to her and she it's like a, she can feel it. It gets really, really messed up. But in the end, she gives in and I think that's... <laughs> I think it's because he is actually controlling her rather than just... Well, I mean, I guess because she can feel some of it too. So, I mean, there is a way to pass on those thoughts. Yeah, I guess you could say he is kind of forcing her. She looks like she doesn't want to, but she's coming back towards him. To give the extra special dessert for Zambini. And she looks so sad. <laughs> Just so, so defeated. And then the problem is, the special dessert, isn't it like he's, she's, she's gonna... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not even like he wants her, he, he wants her more to perform the sexual act on him. Right. They're showing that for like a second, and he reaches over because he's a, just a decadent little shit, and he's eating a box of chocolates all nasty while she's doing this to him. Not even paying her a bit of attention. No, doesn't even care. And then it cuts to their act. <laughs> Just straight. Uh, now he's got his actual, like, kind of little wig on and his clothes. Yeah, I guess it is like the 40s. If you talk about people's outfits, what was I thinking? What's nice, though, is at least this is a mind reader that actually has the ability. It's not yeah, actually it's not a, a trick. Yeah. So he really can do it. Like when she goes to leave, they're like, oh, really good job there. She's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. but he was really doing it. And they're like, oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, it's because as a carnival worker, a lot of it's not. <laughs> yeah. Her outfit's cool, though. I like her dress. And then she's got, like, this weird chandelier thing on her head. Honestly, it looks kind of like a lampshade or a chandelier that has been made into a headdress. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. she's she's pretty, though. I always like, I mean, she's like, I just wish she could play someone that was maybe happy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's been in a lot of things. Yeah. I just. I just always know her as Josie. Yeah. So. She's so sad. Yeah. Always so sad. <laughs> She just can never get the love she wants, and even in this episode, which we will find out here. And so, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Okay, so she she's blindfolded, and he goes around looking at things and telling her what he sees. And sometimes some of it's kind of a joke to kind of build yeah. it up to embarrass them. That guy looks pretty embarrassed. So yeah, and while he's saying that, he had like a Bible in his coat pocket, right? That's what the book he has? Yes. Yeah. And then he like reads a passage, and she can see it, and things like that. You know, it's, it's, it's a pretty decent act, you know, considering... I think it would be better if they had her turn around. Yeah. Because then it almost makes it look like she could look through the right. blindfold. Although as tiny as a book as that was, and to see the tiny print 
not facing her but at least yeah but at the point that was yeah that was impressive that was impressive that she could know the bible verse they kind of pull forward and it's the siamese twins and they're in a ridiculous dress uh just like polka dot pink polka dots and they're both smoking and that's played by Catherine and margaret howell and they're playing cards with phil fondacaro who also has face uh face paint on which of course you know he's antagonizing nabunga yes which you don't want to do i mean first of all she's in a small cage she is a big gorilla yeah she's a big girl she's in this cage with all this hay and he's like chucking peanuts at her and then she's all sad and it's like well yeah because she's in this cage that's the other thing about carnivals i thought she got cool hair though other thing about carnivals i thought was uh like rocker hair yeah but what i think is cool is like or i mean it had to be complicated but besides traveling by train and everything you have all these animals you're taking with you yeah that you have to take care of them to take care of to feed them and to put them on these carts and then like it just seems like as an animal caretaker if you were on there like stressful as crap to to be like oh this elephant's gonna die there goes our act maybe you should have taken care of it better well maybe you shouldn't put it on a train exactly (laughs) No, I'm just thinking of Dumbo. That's so sad. Oh my gosh, I can't. I can't even with Dumbo. I, can't. <laughs> I didn't even... Did you watch the remake? No. Yeah, I can't either. I'm not big into any of the Disney remakes, so... Dumbo was fine. It's trippy and stuff. It's just... It never stuck out with me too much. And then the whole part with her rocking him in her trunk outside the... I just can't. I can't do it. Too sad. I'm like, too sad. It's The movie's like not movies. that important to me for me to watch it again. I did kind of like the clowns, though, in it. They were kind of funny. I like the crows, but... Because you like racism? No. <laughs> I just like crows. Yeah, they were kind of fun. So now, Phil Fondacaro is sitting out there teasing the, the bunga, and that's when the fire breather comes out. He's like, stop messing with her. She's got enough problems being teased. And I think he also takes care of her, too, a little bit on the side. I think yeah, it's like a it duel. Yeah, it seems, because he, like, slips her a banana, like, eventually. yeah. Not that kind of a <laughs> No, not that's that a, kind of a She really does like him, though. Yes. As a gorilla, apparently. Yeah. She's got a little crush. And then that's when you see that Connie and the fire eater dude are making eyes at each other. And, I mean, even the Siamese twins are like, mm-hmm. You know, they see it like there's definitely something going on between them. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, something that it's always down to jealousy in a lot of these episodes or adultery or whatever. So yeah, Zambini comes out and he's like, you know what, we're better than these people. And then she's trying to be defiant. She's like, I want to stay. And he's like, come with me. It's time for dinner. And I'm like, hold. Anytime he says anything about food, yeah, you have to think back to that scene. Dirty underwear. <laughs> that was rich, Connie. They really shut up that room. They weren't me. It was Zambini. Yeah, right. Come on, Connie. We didn't pay no dime to see your act. pretending Zambini's for real. Because he is. <laughs> right. She must think we're a bunch of rubes, too. That's because you are a bunch of rubes. Let's go, Connie. We have better things to do than waste our time talking to these lowlifes. That girl is pretty cool, though, because she's, like, in a little tutu or something back there. She's got her own little, like, shiny little Tina Turner dress on in there. I want to know how they got that on her. She put it on herself. She likes it. She's pretty. I mean, she does have the hair. She got nice hair. 
And then now it cuts back to Connie in the trailer and she's looking out the dirty window of their little caboose or whatever they live in. And again, Zambini is dirty and fell asleep with his plate of food. It's all he cares <laughs> On top about. Of his chest. Yeah, it's just getting drunk and eating food that he makes in his little tiny place. And so now Connie sneaks out to go to the fire breather guy who's hanging out with Nabunga. And they're flirting. And he's like, you know, you looked real pretty tonight and things like that. And so fire eater bro- a guy comes over there and he's like, hey, I've had it with this place. Uh, I got a cousin who lives in St. Louis. Hey. hey. Always playing with fire. No, one way or another. I meant to tell you before how pretty you look tonight. Just didn't get the chance. That's sweet of you. No, that's the truth. That you're sweet or that I'm pretty. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I'm getting out of here, Connie. I've about had it with the sideshow. I got a cousin, he lives in St. Louis. He works for the government. He says there's jobs. Probably one for you, too, if you're interested. For me? I got a feeling you don't want to be here either gonna ask you if you want to come away with me and of course like like you're saying they really don't believe that he's got power over her so she she's like i can't leave and the guy's like i why not like he doesn't realize this control that he has over her he doesn't believe her yeah and i didn't realize up until this point that they were married because they oh, yeah. talk about her husband and so now there's like a shadow silhouette of them kissing connie and the fire dude and nabunga's looking at it and she's johnny johnny there we go his name's johnny of so course John, it's johnny johnny and connie <laughs> are kissing and Nabunga's freaking out a little bit like she doesn't like it she's uncomfortable but you can also hear you know in the very soft way that Connie is projecting her thoughts oh Johnny oh Johnny I love you I together you and I together together is that Connie or is that Nabunga they sound a lot alike yeah I guess it's Connie. It would make more sense. It would be, be Connie. Connie. So Connie's having these thoughts, and of course it wakes up Zambini, who's like, what? I thought I heard my wife having a good time. And so <laughs> he wakes up, and he's like, what is happening? And they're they're not being super secretive. Like, yeah, they're she, in the center ring. Yeah, like on um, in one of the rings in the main tent, and she's basically like getting ready to mount him. I mean, they still have their clothes on or whatever. Right. <laughs> he's so angry, Zambini. He's thinking about her stuff, and so her head starts hurting because she's like, oh, no, he's awake. Yeah. He knows what's happening. I got to go. I got to go. And so she takes off running, and then she's, like, trying to calm herself down before she gets back to the thing. And they're really not that far. Their trailer's right there. The tent's right you over there. You could throw a stone. Yeah. And she's mad. She's like, I'm sick of this. And, and so <laughs> they're fighting, and he's like, I could hear your thoughts. And so that was the whole thing he's wanted this whole time is to hear mm-hmm. her thoughts. You know, he's, like, real creepy. Which, you know, he grabs her and brings her to his side, gripping her very tightly, saying he's going, you know, you're hurting me. Yeah. But they also spoke about earlier because he had another assistant and he hurt her badly enough that she could not do the act anymore. Like maybe like mentally or like Like, Connie thinks that she that he killed her. Which is why he wears the face paint, because he's on the run from the cops. See, I think it has something to do with that, too. But I think later in the episode here, they mentioned gin blossoms. And I looked it up. When you have alcoholism, you have these marks on your face. Mm-hmm. 
and they're called gin blossoms. And so I thought maybe some of it, too, besides hiding from the cops, was to yeah. hide the cover of the fact that he's an alcoholic. Why do you think he wears that makeup all the time? A fat face full of gin blossoms? I'd wear makeup, too. I'm being serious. One night on our honeymoon, he got drunk and told me how he beat up his last assistant. Put her on ice is what I'm thinking. Oh, charming story to tell your blushing bride. But then it makes sense to me. He's stuck in the cops. So he wears that Zambini makeup as a disguise. Then a while ago, he cracked and started wearing it all the time. He's cracked, all right. I just don't want him to hurt you. <laughs> For some reason here, they decided to show um, the Siamese twins showering yeah. in case that was your kink. Yeah. And you wonder what that looked like. Uh, and it's interesting because you got the middle breast uh, is connected. They're connected by the breast. And the two twins are, for some reason, real into bathing themselves. <laughs> it's... It's almost like it doesn't need to be here. I don't understand. No. But, you know, <laughs> then you've got... Ooh, Phil Fondacaro. Yeah, just pops up yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, he's taking a peek. But no, it is interesting in the sense of, yeah, did you ever wonder what Siamese twins looked like connected the breasts? Fine. But it just doesn't need to be as erotic as they're trying to make it, really. No one bathes like that. And then yeah, Phil, I love... Phil comes out, he's got goggles on so he can see without getting his eyes wet. And they looked down. Oh, his name's Emmett. Oh, so it was a bet. I just won me a bet. <laughs> Rat bastard. <laughs> they do like to do like some body horror stuff. And they've done that before in like other episodes, like My Brother's Keeper, where they were connected at the hip by like this really gross mass thing or um, ventriloquist dummy with a little puppet guy on his hand. Oh. They like to do different things like that. So maybe someone was just like, I have this chest. Why don't we throw the Siamese twins in there? You know? Yeah. And so now, I guess it's the next night, yeah. maybe. And so everyone's just hanging out. I'm assuming Connie, Connie was getting ready to take a shower as soon as the twins were done. Yeah. So, yeah, she's all ready. And then Johnny comes over, and he can see that she she was hit. Like, he, Zambini hit her. And he's all like, you know, I can't believe this happened. What are you doing? And she's like, I don't care. I'm not afraid anymore for some reason. Because she's going to leave with him. <laughs> Yeah, but she was worried about him not letting her leave. Why now? Why all of a sudden she's like, you know what? Zambini saved me from my life I had now, and I need another man to save me again. <sighs> I just got that where she's just kind of like, you know what? I don't know how to do it on my own. I need a man to come do this. I figure he probably has a distance that he can go to. So, you know, I mean, she gets far enough away that I doubt that, you know, she can Like he's her. like a satellite. Like he can only reach... A certain distance. I or mean, like when um, you're looking at supernatural abilities, there's always just, you know, like a limit. Well, like a, uh, like when you play with um, walkie-talkies as a yeah. kid. It's got like the two-mile range. That's true. Hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I would hope that they're not completely connected. She might find that out later. She might not know. Yeah. But so while they're kissing on the side, they're still not really hiding from too many people. It's no, not. No, it's super... in front of other people. Yeah. Nabunga is losing her mind in the yeah. cage over there. She is not happy. <laughs> that is her man. Mm-hmm. She would appreciate Connie to get off. She's like, get off, Johnny. He is mine. That is nasty. He Zambini is in his trailer just, like, chopping some chicken or something to, like, goo. He's always cooking on this tiny little pan. Eating tiny... With cast iron, you can cook everything. But just eating it. tiny little meals off his plate on his chest like an otter. Just a little drunk otter. Otters are significantly cuter than he could ever be. So cute. So, I'm just saying. So now she's... Connie comes back to the trailer and she's done. She's, you know, she's in there. She's like... I don't even care no more. I'm going to leave, whatever. And then Johnny's over there petting Nabunga, and Nabunga's all sad. 
but she can't tell him why because she's a gorilla. And he's saying goodbye to Nabunga. He's like, I got, I'm going to go. You know, you're a cool gorilla. And she's like, no, God, no. She's like, this is stupid. I want to be a human. Because she loves him. Well, and he loves her too, just in a more platonic way. And then it's real creepy. Like, this is something that's creepy to do to someone anyway. So as he's getting ready to say goodbye, he's still in front of Nabunga. And he's like, standing there, Johnny is. And then Zambini comes up and throws a bunch of, like, kerosene or gasoline or... I forget what liquid. Yeah, flammable liquid. Right. On him and then picks up one of the flame swallowing things that's lit up. And he's going to light Johnny on fire. And Johnny's like, already like, oh shit. Because it's like, (laughs) you're going to go up. And he throws it. And lights Johnny on fire, and it's a pretty good firewalk. A lot of flame. A lot of the guy who did the stunt did a good yeah. job. And poor Nabunga's got to see it, and she's just like so upset. That's her man. Yeah, he is killing her and f- killing him in front of her. Well, and just her her caretaker and the only guy that maybe even treated her even decently on the circus. And now, even though he was leaving, he's now he's dead. You know, and then everyone's freaking out out there. They're back in the trailer, and Connie's like, "What would happen?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing. I don't know what happened. What?" <laughs> Oh, you know them, those people. Always making a fuss. She's like, what did you do? I can't believe this. Do I smell kerosene? Like, she's, like, I can't, I can't handle it. So she throws on the only dress she has that she keeps wearing in this episode. And she comes back out, and there's Johnny just burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Like, all curled up and burnt really bad. And she's, Connie's horrified. And then, no, like, no one saw what happened besides the gorilla. So right. everyone else is like, well, he's a fire eater. It happens. Yeah. It ha- it's like, Accidents happen. But to go up like that, come on. like That means you would have to be doused. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can be a fire eater. You, you would maybe singe the hair off your arms or something or get, like, a second degree burn or something. But you're or, not... like, down your throat. Like, yeah. yeah, down your Where, throat. Because, yeah, I know, like, with some of them, like, when you do that, like, the taste of it, you still got to watch in your throat and stuff. And mm-hmm. so... Mimi killed him. It was an accident, honey. Johnny was a fire eater. It happens. No. I know that Mimi killed him. That Mimi did this to him. Real quick, is where have we have we seen Doug Jones yet? He was the contortionist. I thought he was in the opening somewhere. Alright, we'll have to jump back and take a look. Here, we'll finish this up here. So so she's mad. She's like, Zambini did this. Everyone's trying to snuff out the the burnt smokeness of Johnny. And Zambini's just in there like cooking again like half of their trailer is the kitchen like it's yeah that's just how important it is and she's packing her bag she's like go to hell i'm getting out of here i don't even want to be with you anymore i know what you did and he starts messing with her head again and so she's like crying and grabbing her head like i think basically she just was found a way to like shut out his voice like she's just not even trying to be open to it anymore she doesn't care and he's drinking because he's an alcoholic and so now he's like super drunk he drank a bunch of brandy hanging out in his trailer connie left him and he's still trying to reach her with his mind. Yeah. I mean, he plays the role well. It's just creepy. He does it very well. But he's all like, oh, Zambini forgives you. Like, he speaks about himself in, like, the first... Is it first person? Third person. Third, damn. Yeah. He speaks about himself in the third person. <laughs> and calls her pet. Yes. It's so old style. For he reaches her. He's like, oh, I can hear you. Zambini forgives you. I'm coming for you. His makeup's really melted off of his face now. And there's someone on the roof of the trailer now and comes falling through the window. And who is it? It's Nabunga! Nabunga! So this gorilla got so upset, somehow she got out of her cage. I think she, she bent yeah, the she bars. Bent the bars. That's the power of love. Don't mess with gorillas <laughs> in love. She broke the bars of her cage and got out, climbed up the trailer, 
came down through the window in her dress and her Tina Turner outfit hair and things and came down. For some reason, she is able to speak with her mind. Yes. Like, you think he would have been able to hear her before then. See, that's the thing is, so I think the whole time when he thinks he can hear Connie, it's not Connie. It's it's Nabunga the whole time. I don't think Connie ever could speak back to him. I think... That's true, because the only times that he could hear her is when she was near Nabunga. Yeah, and Nabunga was seeing everything. Be, yeah, could still be thinking And there was enough emotion for her to transport her thoughts. So I think it's... I didn't even think about Yeah, I that. think the whole time it's been... He thought he had a power over Connie, but it's actually been... He's been more mind-connected with the gorilla. And he thought that he could read of hers that he thought was Connie. was just hers because yeah. they had the same feelings for Johnny. Right, and they were both together with him at the same time. Yes. So she comes down and she's still talking, you know, telepathically. telepathically. And she's like, this is for Johnny. Like, she's going to take him out. And she starts roaring and he's like, wait, what? Whoa, it was you? And so now she's like, I want to taste your mind. Yeah. And she grabs the uh, cleaver, cleaver, the meat cleaver. And she comes at him in her, in her little dress and takes him out. So they, yeah, they cut from it as she's jumping down. It was kind of, it's a, it was kind of a cool scene, her coming down through the, ce- mm-hmm. the ceiling. And so then the Siamese twins are running towards Emmett. And they're like, oh my gosh, something happened. And then that's when they see they're back at Nabunga's cage. And the cage you can see now has been open. And there's just a topless chick hanging out. Everyone's cool. Topless chick, um, the big guy's picking up the little guy so he can look. Everyone's everyone's a family. They're like, what's happening? And you don't know yet because they're showing it from the outside in. So then they shoot inside and you see Nabunga's sitting there and she is tasting his mind. Mm-hmm. She's sitting there eating the brains out of the head of Zambini. <laughs> I mean, they do a good job of it. It's just yeah, so gross. It is gross. Like she's just like, like it's a bag of popcorn. Yeah. She's just, just like, ah, ah. So gross. And so I also looked up to, um, because I was like, Nabongo's kind of an interesting name. So I looked it up, and actually it's a 1943 black and white action movie where a treasure hunter finds a now-grown passenger's daughter who has a gorilla protector. So I think they took it similar from something like that. It's a nice reference. Yeah. So real quick, I'm going to go back and see if I can't find Doug Jones real quick. I just want to see. You would think it would be something more these days, because that just looked like slime in the background. (laughs) Kids love slime. I don't get it. I wasn't even that big of a fan of it when I was a kid. Okay, so we're going to take a look here. So here's the opening scene with all the people in the freak show, the circus. Let's see. See if we can spot the contortionist. Was it him? No, that didn't look like him. See, I didn't think so, but... So how do you know he was in here? Because he was on the IMDb page. The problem is a lot of these people have makeup and things on, too. Got a bearded lady. would help if the credits wasn't over everything. Dude hanging out in the staircase. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. It must have been a really small role. Yeah, like, I don't think he actually had, like, any speaking part. Because I had to scroll over. Doesn't matter. He's gone on to bigger, better things. Yes. So many bigger, better things. So then it cuts back to the Crib Keeper. He's still pulling teeth. He's (laughs) he's still a dentist. Throwing out all those puns. (laughs) Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... Frankly, your hacks rays look terrible. You've got to pay closer attention to your oral hygiene, or you'll end up looking like me. I want you to brush after every meal, floss, and gargoyle twice a day. Hmm. Yes, looks like I'll have to drill. This won't hurt me a bit. <laughs> oh, man, that guy's got some blood on him now. Who holds the jaw like that? No, he's got like actual like uh like tool tools yeah he had a tooth in it when it cut to him the first oh he pulled his tongue out that's gross it's so jiggly 
So he has a good time just hurting that dude or whatever. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. Season 5, episode 4, Food for Thought. There's no IMDb trivia for this one. Uh, the next episode is season five, episode five, People Who Live in Brass Hearses. Sharissa, thank you so much for being on here today. I'm glad to be here. Did you enjoy this episode? <laughs> enjoy is a questionable emotion for that. Very cringy. I do appreciate that, that it can make me cringe because normally yeah. things can't. It's just, ugh. <laughs> awkward. I don't like awkward. I do like the twist of the gorilla a little bit. I like that it was actually, like, I'm pretty sure that that's who he was talking to the whole time. But he thought, I mean, I hope Connie got a way to do whatever. I mean, he didn't go follow her. So, I mean, <laughs> well, he didn't now. do anything to her. I just hope she realizes she doesn't need a man. She can just be who she is and finally, finally do what she wants to do. Maybe she'll eventually find out that he's not, you know, following her or. Yeah, I hope she wouldn't, like, spend, yeah, spend the rest of her time worrying and everything. Uh, maybe somehow Nabonga can send a message to her and be like, I took care of it. That's, that's all she hears. She doesn't know who it's from. Just she's hanging out one day at the store and then she just hears, I took care of it. And you're like, what? I feel better all of a sudden. But, I'd like to think that maybe it would have made some little bit of news. Oh, yeah, that's true. And she would have seen it. I, I mean, I feel like, 40s newspapers. I mean, carnivals, might, they might cover it up. You watch yeah. it on, you know. Well, I mean, if they want to keep the grill because... They probably would have put her down mm. if, you know, the police would Yeah, what are you going to do? She's <laughs> Her cage is broken and she's literally eating one of the, like, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. You can't be like, oh, let's get back in your cage. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the guy you loved is dead and then, yeah, now you have taste human brains and, you know, maybe she gained his knowledge and now she's telepathic to, like, everybody. Like, she can- She can control she them She can now? control them now. It's her That's circus terrifying. now. <laughs> it's the Nabunga circus. Anywho- Thank you all so much for downloading and listening to this episode. If you'd like to send an email with questions or comments, you can email me at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook page you can follow and a Twitter page you can follow. That's at G-E-K podcast or at GEC podcast. I also love five-star reviews. If you feel like you want to give me one, which is great, uh, you can leave one on, I think, Podcast Republic, on Apple Podcasts, Facebook. Thank you so much. You can find the podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. And yeah, have a good one. Say bye, Sharissa. Bye. <laughs>